Recording in progress. Dude, that was pretty close. That was pretty <laughs> close. Isn't that what she sounds like? Yeah. <laughs> she sounds like she's a lot of fun at parties. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How's your week been? Honestly, pretty good. Can't complain. Can't complain. It's been it's been busy, but it's also been good. Um, I've been doing a lot of like reading, not really reading, I guess listening to like the self-improvement book that um Leah recommended by Brene Brown. And I noticed that I don't allow myself to play. And like that realization was, I mean, one, it was depressing as fuck. And it definitely caused me to feel (laughs) a lot of emotions. But like, I always was wondering why I like feel weird when I see people like dancing or like, I don't know, like expressing themselves. Like to me, that's weird. And then I realized it's weird because I don't allow myself to express myself in a creative manner. And the last time I allowed myself to be creative was when I was like struggling hardcore with my depression. And I started like doing sketches of people's physiques. That was the last time I allowed myself to express like an artistic creative thing. And I was like, holy shit, that's depressing as hell. And, you know, Eric was like, talking to me about what he's he was noticing in my behaviors and he was like yeah you never really like want to have fun and like that to me was like a gut like knife in my gut turn and I was like holy shit and so on Saturday I was like fuck my my lawn like fuck cleaning the house fuck laundry fuck all these things I would normally do on the weekend to catch up and be a responsible adult I was like Eric let's just play let's just go have fun and so We went out and we had coffee. We walked around town um, to watch the sunrise. We bought a football and just tossed around a football in our backyard. We bought a kite so we can like go play like in like fly kites on the beach. So it was nice just to like play and kind of like be childish. And it was honestly so fucking freeing. So that was like really, really cool. Did you find that it was hard to get your mind into what play is like and what and like not think about other things that you have to do because I think one of the reasons why I had a hard time um was especially when I started competing it was like I was always thinking about the next thing to do so I couldn't live in the present and just allow my mind to be and when you're a child like and when you're not worried about anything when you're not an adult like and you don't have responsibilities you don't think about responsibilities because you have none Um, and so what I've found is that I have a hard time even watching TV, like Mm -hmm. even just sitting and watching TV and being in, into a movie, um, because I'm like, not that I don't like the movie. I'm just, I can't stop thinking about what's next. I can't stop thinking about more. Um, and so it's hard for me to be like there in the present, you know, do you find, was it hard for you to like, Oh my God, dude, you like took the words out yeah. of my mouth. So normally yeah. like Eric and I will go on coffee dates. So I want this to be very clear. Eric and I would still go on dates, but especially when you have caffeine, like caffeine, you're like brain is ready to go. So I would be thinking about writing a content piece, like content creation for Instagram while I'm supposed to be out enjoying coffee with my husband. Like, mm-hmm it's awful about always thinking about the next thing that you need to do or you should be doing, especially when, you know, the pressure's on to like grow your business and have this social media presence. So that way people know like who the fuck you are um, when it comes to like 
what you're about, what your business is about, like talk about your athletes, talk about like situations that you're arising when, you know, dealing with troubleshooting athlete cases or like stuff like that. And so to actually like pause and be present in the moment and to not feel like you're falling behind. Because if you ask Eric, I say that all the time. I'm behind, I'm behind, I'm falling behind. And it's like, behind who? Behind whom? Excuse me. Behind know. whom? <laughs> behind who? <laughs> and it's like, behind. And I'm behind where my brain thinks I should be. And that is the mismatch. That is why, you know, I would feel less and why I would struggle kind of like with, you know, this imposter syndrome that I have as a coach, but then also just like the fact that I refuse to allow myself to play and actually play, not like, go on a coffee date, but then like, oh, how can I write a post about like how caffeine is actually shit for you? You know, it's like actually be present with someone that I care about. Right. And it's like, just being able to enjoy it is, is the key. Like you could, I could go force myself to fly a kite, but like, will I enjoy it based on where my mindset is at, at the moment, um, is, is the question. So, like I mostly wouldn't do things because I did not find interest in them, not because I wasn't, it wasn't entertaining, but because I did not allow myself to have interest in it because I was always thinking about what I had to do. And like, when you are a competitor or a coach, or you have a career in general, Mm -hmm. um, most of the time your to-do list is not really done. Like it's, there's always something there that you have to do, whether it's like prepping your food or, um, making sure that you get the optimal training session for tomorrow. So you're like, I'm going to have my refeed today. Like it's always about what's next. Um, and so it's just really, really difficult to enjoy anything. And I think that's why people think that it's such a hard lifestyle. Um, it's because of not it's, it's, it's foreign to humans because you are not, you are no longer engaging in what being human is about. And a lot of it's connecting with other people. A lot of it's playing. Um, and you kind of remove yourself from your inner child at some point because you're so focused on business. Uh, my quality of life got so much better when I started allowing myself to actually enjoy things, um, and trying to take my mind away from, what was always next. Cause I had to accept that there will always be stuff to do. Yeah. Like there's always going to be that next to do list thing that I need to like cross off. Um, and so there's no point in trying to make sure that everything is done today, because to be honest with you in the next hour, some other client's going to hit me up to do something. Some <laughs> other person's going to need something like, so for what, like, it's okay. Um, but my quality of life got a lot better when I put myself around people that also needed that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could tell that they needed it. Like, so it was like awesome for my birthday this past week, for example, I went out with people that live down here in Avon Lake. And like, it was so cool to see everyone just be themselves for a few hours, you know, like, and it makes you like love people more and love yourself more when you see what you do, when you don't have anything to address, like, or when you don't let yourself feel like you have to address something um, or have to do something, there's no pressure. You're just like you. And so like Rania made the comments of like, I love seeing you just be you because yeah. it was like, 
that was really the treat of the whole, the whole thing that we did going to put in bay and all that, like is to just be there. And it was cool. Cause you get to know people in a different way. Like when they're not feeling suffocated um, by everything they feel like they need to do. So, and it makes, it really makes you love and appreciate those people more because see who they really are. So absolutely. You said a lot of important things that like actually holy shit um, was what I was going through. But one, you said something about the importance of like, you know, talk to, you were talking about shit. What exactly were you saying? You think interests, right? And so Eric and I were having this conversation because we were trying to plan like activities and things to do on the weekend before I had this like play, like mind blown. And he was like, you're only interested in things that you're interested in. And I thought about that and I was like, that's not technically correct. It's not that I'm not interested in going to the beach and flying a kite with you. It's, well, if we go and have fun and play, that means I can't take care of our house. That means I can't mow the lawn. It means I can't clean the house. That means I can't like meal prep for the week. That means I can't set us up to be successful adults for the upcoming week. So for me, it's not that I was interested in those things, but it was scary to be like, well, if I spend my time having fun, then I feel like I'm setting us up for failure in the upcoming week. And I feel like I'm failing you as your wife and your partner because, you know, you might have a clean shirt for work, even though you work from home, it's beside the point. But it's like the fact of feeling like a failure because I would have fun and play in his eyes made me view as someone that only liked to do things that I was interested in. And so for me, it was breaking past those barriers and be like, well, you know what, like be interested in something other than like, you know, productivity, you know, go out and play, go out and have fun because like, not to be super morbid, but one day everything ends. And it's like, if you're on your deathbed, are you going to be thinking about like all the productive moments you had and all the times you got to mow your lawn and, you know, fold your underwear, or are you going to be thinking about the time that you tossed a football around in your backyard with your husband? And it's like, fuck, I'm, I hope I have more backyard football shenanigans than, you know, like laundry escapades, because as much as like doing laundry is like nice to check off my to-do list, it's never going to trump spending time with someone that you care about. I remember thinking uh, recently, actually, I remember thinking, why do I, why when I first started my fitness journey? I like outside of bodybuilding, I just started lifting. Why did I love and accept my body so much more then? Like, why the fuck did I feel so sexy then? And I did, I do not look anything like I did when I first started, but why did I feel so sexy then? And I look so much more appealing to myself now, but internally I do not feel sexy. I was like, what? Because back then I was doing what the fuck ever. And I would do group exercise classes. I would be with people. I would still go out with friends. I would still go out to eat. These are things that I enjoyed doing that I stopped doing because I felt like it made me a better bodybuilder. If I stopped doing all that stuff other than bodybuilding, like, and really that is like part of who I am. Like I enjoy being with people. Um, I enjoy doing group stuff. Um, with people. And so what have I done in the past month or so to sort of like change that, that has changed the way I see myself. Like I've been around people that lift with me. So I don't necessarily go 
to a group exercise class anymore, even though that's how I started exercising and how I started this whole thing. Um, but I do it with people now. So now I have more fun doing it and I get to see people develop. Um, now I am okay with going out to eat a couple once a week. I mean, not even a couple of times, but like once a week, mm-hmm. um, and engaging in talk with people, um, or, you know, just shit like that, that I stopped doing because I thought that that was what it took to be a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. And if anything, it stressed me out more and it hurt my self-esteem because now I have a really hard time and still do and still learning myself through it. I have a really hard time thinking I am an attractive, sexy woman um, because of me. And it's really not, it's not that my body has changed. Um, It's the fact that my habits and like what I do now is different and it changes the way that you see yourself um, and the way you love yourself because you're not doing what is com- what comes natural to you. You stop yourself because you think that's what you're supposed to do. And that's kind of fucked up. Like <laughs> that's kind of fucked up. Like, because I would, um, I don't know. It was crazy. Like who knew <laughs> that we just need to play more. Like Dude, who it's, knew it comes down to athlete maturation. Um, this is like kind of what I see And like what you just described is definitely like what I went through and what I'm continuing to go through. So when you first do your fitness journey, it's fun because like you kind of don't know like shit about dick. And so you're just like doing the exercise class. You're, you know, lifting a lot, but you have, you know, exercise confusion because you're confused, but you're having fun. You don't care. Um, And then you make maybe hire a coach and you're like, oh, I've been doing things wrong in air quotes, because I haven't been getting great results because my nutrition wasn't dialed in, or I wasn't consistent with my exercise routine. And then you start like seeing progress and like, you're building some awesome momentum for yourself because now you have accountability and you have direction. But the next thing, you know, kind of with like an eating disorder, things get restricted to the point where you're like, well, if I'm not a perfectionist about hitting my protocol, I'm no longer going to get results. And what started out as fun is now starting off and evolving to like, if I'm not perfect on my shit, well, I'm not going to get good results. And then you start to pressure yourself and it becomes stress. So what was once fun is now stressful. And then you notice that you're like freaking out if your fat grams is over by one (laughs) and you're doing my fitness pal Tetris to make sure that everything is exactly as your coach prescribed. And then you're spiraling. And then the minute you start to ease up and like, play and have fun, you start noticing that your progress is even better now because you're not so freaking stressed by these unrealistic expectations that you've placed on yourself. So there's, there's a balance, there's a mid ground, like you can still be doing, you know, the bodybuilding type things and still be following your protocol, but having enough leniency to also have fun and to be playful because we get so like enthralled being like, a type a perfection control freak, at least in my case to where it's like, well, fuck, I'm not even enjoying this anymore. And now it's like, I'm starting to have like a little bit more leniency. Like for me, it was not weighing up my vegetables off season and tracking my condiments. Like I was tired of that shit. Stop doing it. Sometimes it's so free. So simple like that. Sometimes it's like, it's literally some, it's literally allowing yourself to have the choice to have more or less. Mm-hmm is what makes the difference in your vegetables or your, like like you're talking about in your vegetables or your uh, sugar-free condiments, you know, like it's the choice that you're able to negotiate with yourself how much you want. Um, Because I I think that 
there along the way becomes uh, so many rights and wrongs. Mm -hmm. And it hurts like a person when there's sometimes no right and wrong. Um, it's just how you decide and want to play out whatever you're doing in anything, right? So, so like you were talking about, a coach comes in and starts telling you what it is and what's not mm-hmm. and what's right and what's wrong. And then what is wrong is, is something that you actually enjoyed doing. And sometimes you don't know that you really enjoyed it at first, um, but you stop and you're like seeing all this progress And then it's like, hmm, but I really liked doing that. Like, I really liked, for example, I have athletes that like to uh, bike. They like to ride bikes. Okay, well, bodybuilders, if you you generally, like if you want to gain muscle in the off season, you shouldn't be overdoing your cardio, but they literally just enjoy biking. Like they just like it. So instead, what do we do? Instead of counting steps that day, what if they do decide to go on a bike ride, they just go on the bike ride. And then they, we don't, we don't even worry about steps that day. Like, so there's negotiations that you can do as a coach to provide that for an athlete that who just enjoys doing something like that and makes all the difference in them actually adhering to your program. Um, so sometimes like, like I have an athlete that she, And this is, she's a lifestyle, so she's not competitor. So she has different expectations, but um, she really, really, really has a hard time with the scale. She has such a hard time with the food scale, particularly because she's like, I'm just thinking about all these numbers all the time. And I really, really don't want to, I honestly, like, I know that that's how you want it to be, but I don't want to do the weighing. And, and, you know, it's easy as a coach to be like, well, you got to do it like, right. But this has been going on for months. So I was like, okay something has to change. So I asked her, how can we measure out your food without giving you a number? What if we just did things in cups? Yeah. And I said, if you, I was like, you have to accept that it's not going to be super accurate. You might overeat or undereat, but at least you're adhering more than what you are right now because you hate this scale so much. And really, I think it's the restrictiveness of the numbers themselves. So I gave her a plan instead with cups, teaspoons, blah, blah, blah. And yes, I understand that is not optimal, but that is the difference between her saying, yes, I like this and no, I do not like this. So that's what we had to do. And now she's much happier. Like she is much for her. That's what I think is important. It's optimal for her to do that. Yeah. Because now she feels, okay, I don't have to worry about this specific number being right or wrong. I just have to get this tablespoon, scoop it out and go like, and so sometimes this, this always having a right or wrong thing is hard for people because of that. And as coaches, we give that to people and some people can handle it and some cannot. Um, but you always have to be honest about the repercussions of, okay, if we do this, this is what's going to happen. If you, if we give you an extra free meal a week, okay, but this is what's going to happen. So are you okay with what's going to happen? If you're not, then we're not going to do that. If you are okay, but this is what's going to happen. So it's always important to be honest about the rights and the wrongs, but give people the opportunities to still engage in whatever form of play they like um, so that they can enjoy themselves and they can enjoy whatever they're doing. Absolutely. And let's say you're someone that hasn't played in so long, like yours truly, where you're like, I don't even know what I would find fun. 
it's not about like, again, right or wrong. It's about just trying new things. So like, maybe you don't remember what you like, like maybe like you've been adulting. So, so to speak for so long that you don't even remember if you like playing Pokemon Go, try something new, like try playing Pokemon Go again, try a class, try like an activity with people. Like I'm not a big bowling person, but if I know a group of people are going to like group of my friends are wanting to go bowling, like I'll lace up, I'll throw down, let's go. Like I'll suck. I want bumpers up, but I'll still go because I know it's going to be good for me to have that social interaction and to get out of the house and to do something that I wouldn't typically do. So for me, it's like pausing and thinking to myself, like, okay, well, this isn't something that maybe exactly interests you because you're so focused on other things, but this will be good for you in a different way because you're going to be playing. You're going to be engaging and interacting with other human beings and getting to know them on like a deeper and spiritual and emotional level that you wouldn't otherwise get to do in like a, a professional setting. So it's really good to see other adults being like goofs and like playing because like that release and that like bonding is so important for just lowering overall stressors too. Yeah. I mean, my inner child has never felt more alive than when I started playing Pokemon Go again. Like, like I was just, it's, and it's not the game, like, cause I have a console and everything and I can play the game, but like, I think what I needed was more convenience in the game itself. Cause I've been playing Pokemon since I was like four, like, since I like just turned four when I couldn't really read yet. Um, I couldn't understand things yet. I was just like looking at the character, trying to figure out what the fuck I was supposed to do with this Pikachu following me. And like, that's, that's it. Like, I remember it took me a year to beat the first gym in yellow version because I couldn't read. I couldn't do anything yet. Um, and it was the game itself was just too advanced for me to understand. But like, I really tried hard to make it happen, but it just didn't for like a year. And then I was like, oh, it makes sense now. I Anyway, so now I'm, now I'm an adult and now convenience matters more to me. I have a cell phone. Um, so I always carry this phone. I'm not going to always carry my little console to play. Um, but I will always have my phone. So Pokemon go kind of gives me that like convenience plus this nostalgia as a child that I used to have a very large love for, um, like people knew me for that shit. Like they were like, oh, Brittany has all the answers to all the Pokemon games. Ask her anything. It was crazy. Uh, I even my Twitter name and my Instagram name when I first got it was Master Brit, specifically like because of Pokemon. Yeah. Okay, question and, though. Like, Did you ever learn how to play the card games? I couldn't figure that shit out. I still have my cards and they're bomb. They're and you know how to play the card game. Yeah. That's ballers. <laughs> I could never figure that out. Yu-Gi-Oh, no problem. Pokemon, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And so people, like all of my friends were boys when I was younger. Um, And so they would like underestimate the fuck out of me. And then I'd bring out my cards and they were like, dude, why the fuck does she have so many good cards? (laughs) Like, and people would, they would try to like, they would try to like trade me a ton of like shitty cards for like my holographic Charizard. And I was like, what do you think this is? Like, what do you, who do you think I am? Like, you think I don't know what you're doing? Like, it was crazy. Um, but anyway, I started playing Pokemon Go and Mark plays Pokemon Go. Uh, so it's like kind of helpful for me because he's like my friend on there and it brings me back to when I was younger and 
people would underestimate me and then they'd be like, oh, she's actually really good. Like, <laughs> cause like when I showed Mark my party, he was like, oh, you're actually pretty good. You know? So it kind of reminds me. Yeah. It reminds me of back then. And that's what I personally needed. Like I needed to be able to remember like how I felt when I was a kid and build on that. And I mean, even things like games, like board games, I lost a lot of interest in like competing against people lost so much interest in mostly because I think I, again, could not stay present in the game. Mm -hmm. It was like, I couldn't wait for it to be over. Like, I can't wait till this card game is over so I can go cook something like, and it was that the, it wasn't even the game that was the issue was the fact that I need to go cook something. That was the problem. Um, that was preventing me from being able to truly engage with those people that I was trying to engage with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just couldn't because I was so engaged in what I had to do next. Um, so it's crazy. It's crazy how, like, as we grow up, what really, what really takes us away from our inner child are feelings of inadequacy in areas that make us want to continue to push for those things instead of taking a step back. Cause I really think it's inadequacy. And then also feelings like we have to do something to make sure that our lives are kind of getting better. Like if we're a parent, we're always busy. We're trying to raise our kids. Um, if we're a bodybuilder, we always have to do something for bodybuilding. If you're in a career, if you're a CEO, you always have to work. It's really difficult to pull yourself away from things that you're just trying to get better at. Um, but you do have to take a step back and say like, oh, I think that it would be best for me to um, actually take a break <laughs> and let myself not think. Yeah, absolutely. Something that I was trying to like refer back to childhood. I was a big RuneScape nerd. I fucking loved RuneScape. Like I blame RuneScape for my obesity because my summers and weekends would be spent on the computer in front of RuneScape. I was awesome. I love RuneScape, (laughs) but obviously I don't want to be sitting in front of my computer even more because I do that quite a lot, obviously as an online coach. So you want to like get out of the house or at least like spend time with real people IRL. So something that I was always reluctant to do because I always found it as like dorky and nerdy is playing like Dungeons and Dragons. I was like, that's so dumb. Like role-playing is so stupid, even though that's exactly what I was fucking doing on the computer. But my friend like got a game. And so we started to like do a campaign. And although I'm still like trying to learn how to play in the game, it's more about just like being funny with friends. And so like that, like initial judgment I had over people who play D&D or the judgment that I had on myself for like wanting to play it's totally gone now. And even though like, like we're not like hardcore people, it's still fun just to like create a fake storyline and like mess with each other and just laugh and create memories because like, it's just play. It's literally what it is. Like there's no other purpose than just having fun, letting your guard down and like busting balls with your friends. And in this case, also Eric, it's just, it's great. It really is. Yeah. And then also I realized when I started feeling like I didn't have friends, it was because I wasn't allowing myself to enjoy my friends. It wasn't that I didn't have friends. It was because I did not let myself enjoy them. Yep. And as there are plenty, there are a lot of people in our lives that love us, to be honest with you, um, and that want to spend time with us. But do we allow them and do we allow ourselves to be present with them? Debatable. But I think that as you become an adult, like, you, your circle becomes smaller and smaller, which is a good thing because 
you don't always want like a ton of people to entertain. But I think that once we start feeling like lonely or like we're not um, engaging with our friends or that we don't have friends, it's really because we don't allow ourselves to enjoy them. Mm -hmm. Like, and um, it letting yourself let go and enjoy them. Like with you, it could be Eric, like that's your husband, but that's also your best friend too. So like, do you allow yourself to enjoy Eric as a, as a friend? It's the question you like want to ask yourself. Um, And like when I got to that point, I was like, huh, maybe it's, it it is important for me to have like-minded people that I feel comfortable being myself with and being the person I am with, but do I allow myself like to enjoy them when I'm with them? Mm -hmm. That's really important that you're able to like be that, but also like value your friends that way. Like I always thank my friends for being who they are Mm -hmm. because I want them to continue to be who they are around me. I think that the biggest form of love is allowing someone to be who they are, like without judgment with you all the time. And that includes their form of play. That includes, yeah, that includes their inner child Um, because we can like someone's like work ethic. Cause I'm, I've always been a, I like someone's work ethic. I like the way that they push me. Mm -hmm. I like who they are internally as, as in their inner child. I think that some of my failed relationships have been due to me not accepting someone's inner child. And that's deep as fuck. That's deep as fuck. Like, but I think like, regardless of yes, this person, this friend, this relationship makes me feel like I can do anything. Do I accept that person's inner child as well? And do they feel like I accept them? And I think that sometimes I've fucked up, like not accepting that person's self, the whole self. Um, because I was judgmental or I wasn't allowing myself to be, um, to be present with them, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It all kind of comes back to like being unashamed and being playful and just being vulnerable with humans. Like just being like literally like naked vulnerability. Cause like, let's use our relationship. For example, you were like, Hey, can I see your boobs within minutes? Like full on, like a front titty shot, a side titty shot. So I was like, you know what? She asked. And like, <laughs> if you share that shit, at least like give me some commission. <laughs> just to let everyone know I was interested in her breast uh, and I just wanted to see what it looked like. <laughs> but here's the deal though. Even if you didn't give a fuck about your breast dog and you were just asking me, I'd be like, yeah, here you go. Like, I wouldn't care because like you are safe to me. Like that yeah. is a form of play is like a good giggle about boobs because boobies are funny. <laughs> like the word funny titties, boobies, titties, they're, they're funny to me. To me, they're hilarious. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. So like, she obviously wanted it for kind of like medical professional reasons, but even if she didn't, I'd be like, yo, Merry Christmas, my gift to you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I think that's one of the reasons why, like, even speaking of Christmas, like I love the holidays, mm-hmm. but it is literally the only time of the year other than my birthday that I allow. And it's, I think this is why it's that I allow myself to just like be like present with my family. Cause I, I feel like I'm allowed to. Yep. that's crazy like it's the only time of the year and it's like for a human being that's tough but I think that's why a lot of people like the holiday time because they get to engage like in the the magic of the holidays or like they get to engage in like seeing their family and being present with their family because they feel like they're allowed to um so I think it's a lot about feeling accepting of yourself and allowing yourself to be that um more than just you know, on during the holidays. Yeah. So 
Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Absolutely. I think, I think a good thing to kind of like come full circle and like really challenge people is like, have you played today? Like kids play every single day. Like they have fucking recess. They have time scheduled in their day to play. I mean, I know some of that's being taken away, which is depressing as shit, but like, ask yourself, have you played today? Have you like genuinely had like a, a belly chuckle? Not like, oh, your coworker Tim said something about Mondays, like a Garfield joke. Like, no, like, have you actually like almost pissed yourself and laughed today or did something that like made your heart smile? If not, fix that, change that. Like scheduling out like 15 to 20 minutes just to play and give yourself just that, unashamed like time to just be you I think is so so important and figuring it out is going to be important as well because like I said what you find fun like when you were a kid might not be what you find fun as an adult like your creativity is going to change but don't allow yourself not to be creative out of fear of judgment from either others or yourself yeah definitely Mm -hmm. like find what it, and it could be that you're interested in some of the same things, but it could be some something completely different that you or like take up a hobby that you were interested in trying and see like if that's something that you really want to continue. Um, I think it's important to have activities outside of bodybuilding. Yes, um, I think it create it gives you your sense of self because bodybuilding is not who you are. It's it's a thing that you do, and you might have a lot of attributes that, you know, you might be strong, you might be sturdy, you might be grounded. These are things that, uh, these are traits that bodybuilders have. Um, and, but the activity itself is not who you are. Uh, so, you know, find something that gives you that time to think about who you are, Mm -hmm. like who you really are and what you like to do, you know? So that was really good. Thanks for yeah. talk. Thanks for being open. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I that wasn't even the topic at play um, mm-hmm. today. We were going to talk about something completely different, but we'll save that for another day because we were just talking and it just we just ran with it. I love that. That was awesome. Yeah. That was really good. All right. Well, thanks, and we will talk to all of you soon. All right. Peace.